This is pitiful. A thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat. What a hype. Groundhog Day used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites, all of you. You got a problem with what I'm saying, Gabe? Untie your tongue. You come out here and, and talk, huh? Then am I upsetting you, princess? You know, you want a prediction about the weather? You're asking the wrong Nick. I'll give you a winter prediction. It's gonna be cold. It's gonna be gray. And it's gonna last you for the rest of your life. You can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I am so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Okay, campers, rise and shine, and don't forget your booties, because it's going to be cold out there today. It's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly, and you know, you can expect hazardous travel later today with that, you know, that uh, that blizzard thing. That blizzard thing? That blizzard thing? Oh, well, here's the report. The National Weather Service is calling for a big blizzard thing. Yes, they are, but, you know, there's another reason why today is especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold, okay, but the big question on everybody's lips. On their chapped lips. On their chapped lips, right, do you know? Do you think Phil's gonna come out and see his shadow? Pups and Tommy Phil! That's right, Woodchuck Chuckers, it's Groundhog Day! Versus Palm Springs, this is Facing Off, a podcast where we take two movies that we find to be similar in some way and we compare, contrast, and rate them. My name is Gabe, and this is Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, man. Hey, dude. I just saw uh, my shadow. Yeah, did you get stuck in any time loop today and every day? No. I was wondering why you were so good at that <laughs> intro. Maybe you had a lot of practice. Um, yeah, what's up, dude? We are uh, going to do these two movies. Uh, I don't know if you have any shout-outs. <laughs> Sounds so excited about that. I mean, I'm like so fucking pumped for these two movies. Um, uh, thank you guys for joining us yeah. for another episode. Well, we are all, you know, we are all kind of stuck in a time loop. Mm. Um, oh, these movies are really relevant so, right now. So. Yeah. Why don't you um, uh, hit us with the synopses? Since, uh, I, okay. Unless you got a shout-out or something. Uh, I don't have to shout anybody out. Um, thank you, Layla, for being on last week. I have week. a quick question. Yeah, thank you to Layla. And for sharing. Layla's the best. Yeah. Um, would you eat your groundhog? Yeah, if it was cooked, right? Why yeah. wouldn't I? You're right, me too. Yeah. Groundhog Day is the story of smarmy weatherman Phil Connors, who is doomed to relive the same settled. day, <laughs> February 2nd, Groundhog Day in Puxtahani, Pennsylvania. During his time repeating the same day, he experiences all five stages of grief, 
All the while, he attempts to seduce his producer, Rita, fails, becomes depressed, tries to kill himself a bunch, fails to kill himself, learns to play the piano, learns to ice sculpt, becomes somewhat of a doctor, but fails to save the life of a homeless man, and then eventually, after becoming a much, much better person, he and Rita fall in love, and the two of them wake up together on February... Third. Third. Yes. That comes after second. Why are you making that face? I don't know. I thought it would be funny if I, I made mild, a face I the whole time you did it. I have mild indigestion from Like the I was confused at what was happening. These are confusing. I got taco indigestion. Mm. Uh, sorry. Okay. Palm Save Springs. Save some for the audience. Yum. Uh, Palm Springs is the city I was born in and also the story of Niles, who when we meet him is a jarringly aloof wedding guest. He and the bride's sister, Sarah, hook up, but Niles is shot by an arrow and escapes into a glowing cave. He tells Sarah not to follow him, but she does. And then she wakes up the next day on the same day that she woke up that day. The day before, yeah. To learn that Niles has also been reliving the same wedding day over and over for what seems like years, and now she is doomed to do the same. The two fall in and out of love over time in air quotes. Time is in air quotes because time is nothing to them anymore and it's nothing to us anymore. And they cannot die or wake up the next day no matter how good they are to others or how many times they get hit by a truck. We establish that um, the loop that they are in is not a karmic loop. That's important. Niles reveals that there is one other wedding guest, Roy, the man with the arrow, who was also stuck in the loop, the bow and the arrow. And Sarah and Niles engage in months of debauchery, I think, until Roy shows up again to try and wreak havoc, and Sarah sends him to the ER with severe internal bleeding. Sarah then disappears after Niles reveals that they've had sex in lots of other loops. Niles learns that Sarah slept with the groom, her sister's husband now, but he cannot find her for multiple loop days on end. Eventually, she does resurface after Niles has learned from Roy that he needs to be enjoying his life as much as he can, no matter what that life is. He realizes that he does really love Sarah, who reveals that she has disappeared in order to learn quantum physics, and they can now blow up the glowing cave right when they reset to wake up the next day. Niles agrees to do so, and the two profess their love for each other, choosing to attempt to wake up from the loop rather than live comfortably together within the loop. Yeah. The movie ends on the next day as the two have succeeded in escaping um, their doomed reality. Yep, well said. Uh, so we Just decided like we to will do these someday movies. escape our doomed reality, yes, right? Uh, I don't know. It seems like it could go on forever. But uh, yeah, the reason why we're doing these two movies, obviously we're taking Groundhog Day, the original of this sort of time loop idea. The time in loop movies, original. And then uh, one of the more recent, or I guess the most recent, <laughs> yeah. uh iteration of groundhog day and a really pleasantly enjoyable one which i I won't spoil our ratings for um yeah and then also they just mirror what's going on with quarantine and and isolation our days mean nothing and time is uh flat flat circle yeah um okay well let's break them down using the five uh, are, uh, are you freaking facers? Are you ready for her facing off five? The Fantastic Five? It is uh, where we take Fantastic five Mr. different five. categories and we use a rating sco- scale of one to seven on each of those categories. Uh, one being lowest, seven being highest, four being middlest, average, neutral, or in between. Our five categories today are our comedy categories because, ooh, these are funny movies. Um, we're going to yeah. start with spectac, hilarity, then hit you with actoring and originality, and then legacy, and then quotability slash rewatchability, which All we right. think is great for analyzing comedy. Let's pull the hog out and let's, let's eat, eat it. it. <laughs> All right. 
spectac hilarity it's where we talk about the engagement level of the movie and how well balanced the comedy is it's a mathematical equation laughs per minute uh did it keep you interested in the movie the whole way through let's start with groundhog day an absolute classic film starring bill murray <laughs> and andy mcdowell and andy mcdowell yeah she's famous right I mean, she became more famous afterwards true <clears throat> um, all right, so spectacularity. I am torn here. This is the first time that I have ever seen Groundhog Day. I know I missed the boat. Uh, I think a lot of the movies I watched when I was a kid were movies that my dad really liked, and I don't know that he loves Groundhog Day. That's that's absurd. He might. He mostly falls asleep during movies. It might have it. it, it there's a definite pattern to movies that he likes. They're definitely movies that came out before I was born. <clears throat> so, aka, when he like slept more. Yeah. Um. Because then I think True. after I was born, he, he just, just kind of like, sleep as much. like didn't. Sleep. Three boys running around. Three like giant boys. He didn't like around. stay awake enough. But anyways, um, I know Groundhog Day is the better of the two movies. I'm um, not going to debate that. Um, I'm just not sure that it's the funnier of these two movies. And it could just be my comedic sensibility. I think it's a different type of comedy. Yeah, it's a different type of comedy, and it's also a different type of mystery, um, because the movie isn't doesn't like. Groundhog Day doesn't ask you to to try and figure out what's happening. No. It doesn't present itself as a mystery, um, which is unique and wasn't apparently the case all the way through. Yeah. I think the movie would have been a lot different had they kept some of the ideas that I read about in there. So I like, And by different, I mean worse. Um, if this category is spectacularity, I give it a six. As spectacularity, I'm giving it a five. So that's funny. I actually think I want I would reverse that because I think this is really funny because I, I it's an incredible Bill Murray performance and he's great. It would I, I'll get into acting later. It would benefit from more funny characters um, as Palm Springs has, but I find it to be really funny. I think the issue is with the pacing of like comedies before the 2000s. They were just like. They took a while to get into the story. Mm. They, you know, comedies have this whole like intro sequence uh, back then and, and has this like kind of wacky like 80s or 90s music. Um, I don't think it'll just, I don't think it, this movie will work for everyone to be engaged. I, I noticed that Julie wasn't very engaged during it. I mean, it could have been like the time that we were watching it. Yeah. Um, but I, I would, when I'm watching it, I even felt skeptical like, on my own being like, oh, would other people like this? It's not as funny as I remember. But then when it becomes funny, it's really funny. Yeah. And it kind of holds that because Bill Murray is so good at playing just like a depressed, crazy yeah. lunatic. This asshole. movie is just one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, if I was even talking about more about engagement, I think that because this movie has a lot more depth to it, um, it, it keeps you a little bit more engaged later on. So yeah. right when the movie starts to give you hope for Phil, the rug gets pulled out from underneath and it gets really dark, <laughs> like significantly dark. He starts, the whole suicidal uh, section is like really funny, but yeah. it's also very sad and very real. Um, the homeless man section is like legitimately kind of like it kind of makes you care about the yeah. movie a lot more and the characters. So I think that actually helps the spectacularity. Um, and I, I just think that 
once you once it starts picking up, it's really fun. And I really like that they save the party scene for the end. They don't ever touch the Groundhog Day party until the very last scene. Oh, and yeah. uh, I just think they make you care about the movie as it goes along. So I'm going to give it a five because I, I'll, I'll be objective here. I would For me, it's like a six or seven, but I would say for the average person, it's not. So I'll give it a five. Okay. I mean, they're still above average. This is still yeah. Groundhog Day. This is still... Exactly. You know, I just think comedies have changed Top a thousand bit. movies of all time, definitely. Yeah. And, you know, arguably top hundred. Yeah. I mean, out of comedies is one of the... I will get into an originality, but it is like one of the most creative and classic films. Like, people We're really love it. We're not trying to knock it, okay? Yeah. So, well, what about uh, Give us a Palm call, Springs. Bill Simmons. Yeah. Hey. Um, hey, Bill. Issa. Don't get mad at us. Sean. <laughs> Just listen to the try not to do too many of the things that rewatchables did while doing this episode, but I did doing an episode on Groundhog Day. But I did realize how much the rewatchables just and by the rewatchables, I mean Bill Simmons just goes to the trivia page on IMDb. Yeah, it's just him going to the all. trivia page and then just talking about his life and his Which uh, is like connection with what the movie. we do. Kind how many of. fucking like helicopters and ambulances go, go by? Not here? that many. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Spectac. Hilarity with Palm Springs. For Palm Springs, um, much more spectacular than the actual city, which is a boring, hot dump for yeah. most of the year. Palm Springs is, um, <clears throat> the movie, is extremely enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> way more than I even thought it was, and I'm like a big Andy Samberg, Lonely Island stan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's particularly good for... Like a movie that's only released on like Hulu, Hulu. and I know right. like it's you know mid pandemic, so I don't know if it, 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 it did it well at a festival. Had plans, really it did really it. well yeah. at Sundance. Yeah, made a ton of money at Sundance. Yeah. Um, I, I just think it's really funny all the way through. They add the mystery element, like the sci-fi element that's missing from Groundhog Day, so it has a little bit more of a like a mystery element of like what really is going on here. Me- Missing like in a bad way from Groundhog Day, but it's no. it's like not in that. Plot. It's not in yeah. Groundhog Day. It is it is a more <laughs> it is a un- more no uh, uh, it's not a unique take. It's a different take on the same kind of thing that Groundhog Day is. Yeah. Um, not that there's like more to the movie. I just think it is more consistently funny. It also helps that it's like ninety minutes long. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, so the I ninety six. I gave it a six as well. I think it is wow. the more engaging of the two movies, even history not included. I just think it's it's really well-crafted in terms of how funny it is and how much you care about the characters. I think it's really clever that they start with him already having been in the loop because the first Andy like Sandberg? yeah the uh the first like 10 to 15 minutes are really weird and we were watching it and I was like what the hell's going on and Nick's like I think He's, he's already, already in, in it, it and he's yeah. been in it for a while. And I was like, oh, this makes sense after the speech. Because it is, that's why I wrote jarringly aloof. Like, it's so weird that the movie starts and he's just like at a wedding. Well, this was what Groundhog Day was supposed to originally, the screen, uh, the screenwriter for Groundhog Day was like, yeah. I want to start it where he's already been trapped in this loop and you have to slowly figure it out. And then Harold Ramis was like, no, I, I think it would be better if we really explain how much of a piece of shit this guy is beforehand. Um, yeah, it's it's like, I don't know. Palm Springs is an interesting movie and I'm just, I don't want to like blow everything I'm going to say later about it uh, now. So maybe we should move on. But I had a lot to say in this category. Okay, go. Sure. Keep going. No, no, no. You talk for both of like, us. Okay, so doesn't Palm Springs kind of seem like 
in the writer's room, they they knew that it was Groundhog Day-esque. Yeah. And yeah. they were like, what would you, what questions do you have about Groundhog Day? And how can we incorporate those questions into our story? It's like fill in the blanks and make your own story. And they like, yeah. it was like, we want to make a wedding story about these two characters who just don't really want to be at this wedding and have problems. Yeah, but then we also want to do this Groundhog Day thing. But we also want to do what Groundhog Day didn't and have it be like, have there be a reason and explain why this is happening, have it be sci-fi. But also if you were stuck in there that long, wouldn't you start to forget things? And there'd be this kind of like creepy element of like, how much have you lost yourself? Yeah. Because there is a little bit of that in Niles in in Andy Samberg's character. He's been in there so long that you don't know. And the, the, uh, the writer said it's at least 40 years that Andy Samberg has been in there by the end of the Yeah, but then there's like people online are going to be like, no, there's more and more because that's what's so fascinating about Groundhog Day. And we could talk about that and the cleverness of the story. Uh, I also just think like with Palm Springs, what really works about it is there are a lot of montages and and in comedies, if montages are done well, they're very funny. And this one, there's the sex montage is so funny when he's like having sex with Daisy at the bar, but then he's like having sex with the guy, uh, the black guy that yeah. um, he's, I think he's like adopted oh, brother or whatever. there it is. He's like, whoa, <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> and then uh, when he lies about having sex with her dad yeah. and they're like, what are we doing? He's like, I don't know. And it is an amazing <laughs> moment. I think the torture scene is really funny. The mo- montage with Roy fucking with him. Yeah. I think just in general, once Roy shows up at the beginning, you're like, oh, this is absurd. This is going to be an absurd movie. But then they kind of like ground it and make it like funny and not like overly, you know, like once the bow and arrow, the arrow goes into him, you're like, oh, fuck. Like what kind of movie is this? Roy is such a perfectly utilized character. Oh, he's great. And then, I, I mean, I just like... I love when they start having fun with it. Like the bar scene when they show up and they do the dancing, yeah. the dance thing, and they're flipping uh, flipping everyone off. The bomb and the cake scene is so yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> Niles, you son of a bitch. You ruined my plan. <laughs> He's like, Sarah, the sister of the bride, and based on her foreign accent from Origins Unknown, I'll take her dead or alive. Yeah. It's just like, their chemistry is so funny. It's it becomes great. really funny when Chris Emiliotti is like really part of it uh, as Sarah. Yeah. I think it maybe hits one lull, and it's why I'm not going to hit uh, go to seven. I think when she's, I really like this section where she learns quantum physics Where she disappears but i do think that it like slows the movie down yeah a, a we can amount. talk about that in yeah. actoring yeah let's move on yeah i mean uh it's just the more engaging so I, i'm, uh, I'm yeah. gonna go with the six nick went with the six as well let's talk about actoring uh category where we break down the oh we forgot to say uh palm springs just came out you should go and watch it stop it now i mean yeah you take, should we take everything back don't don't let don't have listened to this. We already spoiled everything. Uh, maybe watch things before listening. <laughs> yeah, um, we spoiled basically. But we do appreciate watch. having you around. If you haven't watched it, and you don't want to watch it. I don't know why. It's on Hulu. One of your friends. Has I think Hulu it's the most enjoyable Hulu. movie of the year uh, yeah, so far. Might be picture of the year by the end of all this. No, it's not. Uh, there are plenty of better movies. Uh, so not true. Next, we're going to talk about actoring category where we uh, break down the performances and the acting and how good and funny the actors were. And, and then if the writers and directors. Yeah, the writers and the directors. Gave them the, the tools the that they needed to perform with the best of their abilities. Um, why don't you start with Palm Springs actoring? Um, okay, so <clears throat> what 
building off of what you were just saying about is it Christine or Christina? Kristen Milioti. Kristen, why don't you uh, ring in, let us know, send us an email, let us know how to pronounce your first name. Oh, please. And uh, if you want to go out sometime, <laughs> I would really I like she, that. I think she has a husband. If you want to go out sometime, I would really like that. Your husband can hang out with me. Hey, if you want to go out sometime. All right, go ahead. Um, she carries the movie. Definitely. Hard. Because, like, I love Andy Samberg. Um, he's... Doing his thing in this, um, which is gen- generally just sort of unremarkable, but really funny, is just, just like his thing. I, um, I find it pretty remarkable what he does. Like in the first scene where he's like going through the wedding and messing with her, and he like has the guy's drink and puts his hand. It's like, oh yeah, his physical comedy is really his physical good, and his it. like face makes it so funny. But he's just like, he is not the focal point of the movie for, or for a long portion of for once Sarah like gets into the, the loop with him. Yeah. He's not part of the like moral dilemma of the movie. Not really until later. He, he is because he's the woman with the real arc. Like he really does change, but so does Sarah. Um, I just don't think he is the one that carries the movie. Christine Milioti is JK Simmons is great. Kristen. Kristen? Yeah. What did I just say? Christine. Dude, I don't know what her name is. Doesn't matter. Uh, J.K. Simmons is great in his kind of small role, um, but Milioti is why it's a five and not a four for me. Yeah, I have it. I actually have it at a six, weirdly, for comedies, because I think that there's something really effective about what they both bring to it. I think this is one of the funnier um, Andy Samberg roles, and he kind of he doesn't need to, but he kind of digs a little deeper than that. Like you really understand this character and what he's going through. And I think that he portrays that. Well, I don't think it's his most in-depth character. I like Celeste and Jesse forever as his like serious role, um, more serious role. But I think what's great about Miliati is not only is she clearly a fantastic actress, she really matches his comedy level. And like sometimes like a lot of, like guys may be like, oh, well, she's not going to be as funny uh, as like a lead. I, I don't really like as many like female comedians as I like like male comedians. And really for this, it's like I, I couldn't think of it that way because she's so goofy when she is given the opportunity to be that way. And yeah. I love, um, you know, at the end where, uh, where they're going into the red light or whatever. And he's like, where do you want to go? Like on our first date when we get out of here. And she's like, your mom's house. He's like, Oh God, this is a mistake. Your mom's a mistake. (laughs) And it's just like, she's, she's really funny. Um, I think that Andy Samberg is really funny in this movie whenever he explains what's going on. Cause he's so cavalier (laughs) about it as if like, it wouldn't be, he's like, Oh right. Yeah. I can see why you're freaking out about that. But you know, um, or, or when she, she says this one thing where she's like, talks about how it might be karmic energy or whatever. And then he goes, well, I just gave a kid like a hundred bucks and I'm still here. Yeah. He's just, he gets it. And I, it's a little oh, weird that the burrito not, scene was like, I just paid a hundred bucks for this burrito. So no, for the, he gets candy. There's oh, that paid a hundred dollars for this candy bar. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And it, it, <laughs> it is, he is so funny that it like keeps me engaged, but I think she matches it and then brings it to a bit, uh, a deeper level. Um, I find it a little weird that he's not insane or irritable by the time that we get to him, but I think that has already passed. Like he's already gone through that. He's phase. in the acceptance stage. Yeah. 
Um, By the way, the five stages of grief are, are mostly BS, but you know, hey. But in Groundhog Day, I think like that, it it is like they're really exploring that. Yeah, Whereas this is not as much. That's what they do. But yeah, if you're going to like make that parallel, like yeah. Sandberg is in the acceptance. Niles has moved past everything where he's, he almost seems like he's been in there 40 years before she we get to, even right. loops in. I mean, I think she's only in the loop for like a year. Yeah. Um. I love J.K. Simmons is really he actually has his like I rewatched the movie and he has more depth to his character than I thought he has this like so well written he has this like really depressed look when he's chasing after Andy Samberg at the beginning right when he's about to go back into the cave he's like he feels depraved for what he's doing he has that great line where he's like beautiful wife beautiful kids little Joey's watering dog shit that's weird but you know, beautiful. <laughs> uh, I this movie also has an incredible side cast. Like Peter Gallagher is amazing when he's like, "This dentist glues teeth." Uh, yeah. Tyler Hawklin. I at first I was like, "Why is he in this? He's not saying anything." And then he gets really funny when he's like crying in the shower. Oh, the guy um, that plays. And Abe. then when he gets the the fork in his yeah, he plays Abe. Yeah. He gets the fork in his face. It has June Squibb, who's an Academy Award nominee, like, multiple times. And I'm going to get into Nana later. Um, And then, like, the girlfriend is great, Meredith Hagner. And then the person who, uh, the bartender is so funny. And she's uh, from, like, The Daily Show and stuff. Oh, is she really? Yeah. She's great. She's like, it's not good wine. (laughs) Um, So, I don't know. I'm giving it a six in comedies. I I actually... The job scene in the car. Is so... So funny. And then I think he died in this... Uh, 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 (laughs) Uh, that is that is an amazing scene too so i i'm gonna give it a six actually because i think that it goes a little deeper than a lot of comedies Ooh, what about what uh, did you give groundhog day then groundhog day i I gave a five what okay tell me why so i think that bill murray is incredible in this and at the end nick and i are going to rank our favorite bill murray um movies uh, and this is like easily a top five movie for me, uh, for Bill Murray. I think he's so good. And it's really funny that he went into the role basically thinking of it as like a binary thing where he was either like, he would cut the director off Harold Ramis whenever Harold Ramis was trying to explain the script. And he goes, just tell me good Phil or bad Phil. Yeah. And that's a funny way of doing it. And you can really see it. And he's got the range down really well in this. Um, I just think it's that a bit it, of an oversimplification. Not, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think the problem is, is the side performances are not mm, that good and okay. they're a waste. Like Chris Elliott, if you watch Shit's Creek and you've seen like Scary Movie 2 and stuff, he's fucking hilarious. There, uh, there's something about Mary. He's so good. Um, he's not good in this. He doesn't, I, he didn't once make me laugh. Really? I thought he was awful in this. Andy McDowell is he's fine. sort of miscast, but I think he's fine. I just think he could have been goofier, yeah. you know, like, or they could have had other wacky people. Like the one performance that really stands out besides him is Stephen Tobolowsky, who plays uh, Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Hey, Phil, Phil, Ned the head. Yeah. Ned the head. Ding. <laughs> Once again, what's the disease he says he gets? Bing, <laughs> um, but uh, I think he's really great. He's a great uh, side. Uh, he's a good character actor. But I don't think like like a lot of the townspeople are good. None of them are like fantastic. I like the one drunk guy. 
uh, and Bill Murray's brother. I just think this is a movie that could have benefited from having more people around him. And I just think Andy McDowell's pretty fucking lame in this movie. Did you know that is her actual accent? That's the voice that she speaks with normally? Yeah, I can kind of see that now. She's Margaret from North Qualley, Carolina. She, I can't believe how much Margaret Qualley looks like She likes mom, mustard but. in her barbecue sauce. Cool. I do. I do too. Dude, Carolina barbecue sauce is the best barbecue sauce. It is good. Fight me if you think it's the fucking sweet stuff. Ooh, I want to say this. Uh, we rewatched this. So I had known Michael Shannon was in this, but I forgot. But we were watching it, and you see him for a split second. Literally, like, the back a of his split head. second, the side of it, like, a little bit of the side of his face in the back of his head. And I just turned to Nick, and I go, Michael Shannon, go back. Michael Shannon. And then if I, we find his out it's movie. Michael Shannon's first movie. And then he's, like, ridiculous later. Uh, I, I gave Groundhog Day a six. Yeah, he is ridiculous, because he's like, go to Pittsburgh! And, yeah, and wrestling yeah. or whatever. WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yeah. <laughs> Murray, I, I mean, it's an iconic role. That's it's like perfect for him, and he nails it because it's basically just like what we think Bill Murray is, and, and like it, it's really interesting that he nails it. If you kind of know more of the backstory about what was going on behind yeah, him and Harold Ramis didn't talk for like 20 years after this. Yeah. And he was like going through a divorce, divorce and yeah. he was really anxious on set. And he was know, basically like every night he would just like read the script a bunch and just like call Harold Ramis late at night asking him questions. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 um, I don't know. It must've been really difficult to film this movie. I mean, I, I and he still nails it. He still gives an iconic performance that's remembered forever. I really like Chris Elliott in his role. Um, I don't really love Andy McDowell. And I turned to Gabe and I was like, "What is the deal with her accent?" Yeah, her teeth and are really yellow. It too. turns out that that's just Andy McDowell's accent. Yeah. She's from North Carolina. Oh, fail! And she has like a, <laughs> a drawl. Um, so I gave it a six. No, I mean, I, that's fair. I, I would say this is one of those ones where I'm like, Bill Murray almost takes it to like a seven. But I just think, and, and I really love him in it, but I just really think it's held down by not having good enough supporting performances. And this is during, a t- like Harold Ramis was like a king for having movies with high, with like a, a big ensemble cast. That'd be funny, like Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm giving it a five. I'm going to give it more credit later to our next category originality originality is where we talk about how creative the movie was whether it needed to be made uh whether it stands out in the genre and like groundhog day is an absolute seven there's out of seven it's not possible to give it lower because and this could go partially into legacy but like so many movies have copied this because it's such a creative idea there hadn't been a movie about this kind of time loop before not a movie um there are postdoctoral studies on it. There are Buddhist. Uh, it follows a lot of Buddhist principles. Harold Ramis originally wanted the movie to be um, like the ten thousand days in in Buddhism that it takes to become like a complete human and yeah. a morally like conscious human. Um, I mean, I, I really like the way that they break down the five stages of grief in the movie without even explaining that they're mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah, it's not explicit. It's it's really it, it's an incredibly clever uh, script. Uh, I'm not left with a lot of questions, even though it's like 
like if you think too hard about any of these type of movies, they don't work and they, right. who cares? But like, I think it's really great that they never explain what the fuck's going on. I think that's fucking, that is super clever. That is, um, like I said before, that is a huge reason why Groundhog Day is what it is now. Yeah, because I think if they explain anything, did you read some of the things that no. they initially thought they might do no. to like explain it? Oh, they were so, like the two that I read were so dumb. They would have been so lame. What, one was like, on? um, like he just he's just an a hole, so he made something like someone mad, and it just turns out like she was like a witch or something. And then no. the other one was like it was like an ex lover that like hexed him. They it both is funny like had to do it's with almost magic. like Scrooge. It's so yes. similar to Scrooge. And and his performance in that, but like, I I love that it's just he's a fucking asshole. He's stuck in a really bad day. Yeah, he's he just a marmy jerk. But and by he the end, it. it's like he's the type of person that needs to be changed. Whereas like you know, a- a- Andy uh, Samberg maybe didn't need to be changed. He was he was just floating in life, but he wasn't like a bad person. Yeah. It seems like. Um. So you gave it a seven. Groundhog Day. I can't imagine why it would be lower. It's the one of the most creative screenplays of all time. All right, I gave it a six. Why? I don't think that Harold Ramis... Well, did he write it? No. I don't think the writer of it, whose name I don't know, um, came up with an, a, a unique idea. There are short stories. He even said... Uh, right, I was no inspired movie, by but, the short story. But we have to base it off of this. There like are this. no movies, though. Yeah, and it is an original screenplay. Like, I was going to give it a seven, but then I read that he kind of got the idea from something else. Yeah, but like, no, but if we're talking about how original the movie was, it's incredibly original. Nothing had been done before on that. And now, like, I can name you probably like 10 different projects that are based off of Groundhog Day. Right. Which I guess we get into. We you could save it for legacy if you want. Well, that's what I did. Okay. Um, not. I do have. A, I do have anything. one question. Yes. It's actually not even a question. I realize this. He bought all of that insurance on his last day. Well, he ended. He probably did it multiple times because once he started perfecting the day where he would save everyone and be like a good person, he also did that for Ned Ryerson. But oh, he yeah. bought every single type of insurance from Ned Ryerson. And then wakes up the next day and it's a normal day. He owes that guy probably like $100,000. Oh, man. I really hope he has a cancellation policy. But he's not going to cancel it. Ned the head, dude. Ned the head. Unagi. Ned Ryerson. He was was Um, thinking. Ned Ryerson. I mean, I gave it a seven. Nick gave it a six. Uh, What about uh, Palm Springs originality? Yeah. I I just wanted to say one more thing about Groundhog. Yeah, of course. I think that what we were talking about. Go ahead. This is my podcast, but you can share. What... What I'm going to give it credit for is the next two categories, and it's that there's, like, an interpretation. Like, everyone Mm. has their own interpretation of this movie. Sure. And it depends on how many times you see it. So you think the movie itself isn't as original as, like, how people interpret it? Yes. Okay. Uh, Palm Springs does not have that same kind of quality to it. Um, it, I mean, we're obviously doing it in comparison to a movie that came... Oh boy, almost 30 years before because it, I'm almost 30 and Ew. one of these movies came out like the year after I was born and the other one just came out now. Yeah. Um, like it's not that original, um, but it does bring new things to the table that, that Groundhog Day doesn't have that we kind of already talked about. Um, and some of the jokes and the way that things are put together are original and not done all the time 
and we don't get to see the type of chemistry that Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti have in this movie very that's often. So that's a really original thing. Um, all of those things combined are enough for me not to give this a three, and I gave it a four. Interesting. So I, um, I agree. I that's a really good point about the romance aspect of it. Um, obviously, this has been done m- many times before, as you said. Yeah. Um, there's so many projects that did this, but I think it does add certain things in meaningful ways, not just adding just to add them. Yes. Um, yeah. It's not as serious or dark as Groundhog Day in total. Uh, but I do think because you're missing a lot of the sections of of the loop where he's really losing his mind and his right. like his um, which is a really cool himself. thing that we already get him just like I don't care yeah, about but anything you don't even get it with Chris Miliotti because she's just like she kind of is going into that but yeah. then she's like I'm determined to get out right um, but it has some really good social drama in it like the infidelity thing like kind of hits you halfway through yeah, and that it's is it's a, twist. a really good drop. Um, with, with the, um, the bride's husband, the night before the wedding sleeps with her sister Yeah, and she has to wake up in that bed every single day. Um, it has a lot of like life, man, those breadcrumbs they drop. Sorry. Those breadcrumbs they drop for that are really good. Yeah. It's really great. Um, and and they, and I love that it keeps coming back to like ocean spray by, uh, yeah. Uh, Fournier or whatever. It's really funny. It's a good joke that and only Andy Samberg would like kill it with. Yeah. Um. I I really like the speech by Niles Man. when they're uh being arrested, where he's he explains like, yeah, we still feel pain, and what we do to people still happens. He's like, I've gone down that road. I've I've hurt people and stuff. It doesn't feel good. It's not worth it. It's not helpful. Um, he's like, and there's, there's one moment in Groundhog Day when they do that. And it's when they show his, his body after he's died and Andy McDowell and Chris Elliott have to go and see the body. I said to Nick, I was like, oh, they put that in there to show how this actually affects them. Like him killing himself is going to affect them regardless of if it's a loop. Um, Roy's realization about his life and the perspective that Niles never had of him and why he's so angry is is really well handled, I think. Yeah. I have a question. Is Nana like in the loop the, or is she like the master of the loop? Cuz she gives this really cryptic thing is uh she says this really cryptic thing at um to Chris Miliotti before she goes. She's like, "Well, you best be on your way now" or like something like this. And she's like she's like talking about all these life things and I'm thinking has she is she in on this loop? And I know that there's a lot of people thinking about that now. I am, I am really left with some more questions with this movie, but I'm really glad that they, you have to stay until the post credits. It's, it's very quick, but we were all like, <laughs> wait, what about Roy? This guy's life gets fucking ruined. And then they give you like a really funny. I'm going to up it to a five. Yeah. I gave it a five. I think I have a question though about both of these. Yeah. Since, your brain and body are like rebooting every day. Could you actually be, I mean, like I want this from your perspective as a counselor, therapist, uh, psychologist, physicist, physicist, uh, porn star. What? Uh, I don't know. How did you know? Could you, could you fully lose your mind you if your brain P-Hub? and your body were like rebooting every day to back to a healthy state? Uh, could that carry over? Could you develop like brain issues and become insane? 
Yeah, you definitely. I mean, yeah, you'd be like broken, probably. But could you be? Could you become like clinically insane? Like, how does that even? I don't even understand how this works. If your brain reboots, like, how could you have the same? Well, Kristen Milioti explains it at the end. But also, they had a physicist uh, who, um, the physicist that Kristen Milioti at the end of this movie is talking to on like Zoom or Skype or whatever, is uh, actually a professor of like physics at Berkeley or something. Yeah, and he consults. No, no. USC or UCLA. He consults on a lot of uh, movies. Good California school. Yeah, one of the ones in LA though, because he <clears throat> oh. consults for like a bunch of Hollywood productions. Um, nope, they're here for me. Um, <clears throat> I don't. Well, the way that it's explained though is like their consciousness. Okay, is, go to the next street. <laughs> their consciousness is reset back into their like. Their physical form, like, doesn't regenerate or anything. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because they can, they're ruminating in their thoughts. I just don't know if you could ever become, like, mentally ill. Yeah, absolutely. It. It's surprising that, and just a, a, a machination of a movie that Andy Samberg hasn't already lost his damn mind. Yeah. I also thought about this. I was saying, like, it's kind of sad that Niles, after all this, like, didn't really gain anything from his time. Like, we're going to come no, out of he quarantine got, like, a and, girlfriend. like, yeah, that's it. He, like, maybe became, like, a better person. He has more, ex like, patience, probably. And yeah. he's good at darts. But, like, Phil in Groundhog Day, like, becomes a complete person. Like, he becomes a better person. He's very, very good at piano. Um, yeah, you sort of out assume that he He's read a lot of uh, French poetry and books and everything. Yeah, the poem he reads is great. Uh, there's... I, I do... I One last thing for Palm Springs. There's just, like, a lot of close attention to details and stuff mm -hmm. in the comedy and story. So I do think That's it's That's why I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move it, on to... Yeah. Um, it, it loves... it. It's <clears throat> genuinely appreciates the, the creators of it genuinely appreciated what they were doing and obviously spent a lot of time trying to make a movie that wasn't just an Andy Samberg vehicle. Yeah. It's like a very, very good movie for right now too. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. Um, let's do our next category, which is legacy. And when we talk about legacy with comedies, we're kind of talking about like how this movie will age, how it has aged, um, what is its lasting legacy in terms of all movies and, uh, and its genre, like how it stands out over time, um, sort of the things of like how it passes over time, which the movies don't yeah. in their plots. Um, I guess I could go quickly with, um, Palm Springs. I think I'm going to give it like a three. Um, I, I'm making Fair this enough. up on the spot, but I just think like. <laughs> It just came out on Hulu. I think it's the best Hulu original movie so far that I've liked. Uh, I mean, it's too late now. The ambulance is already gone. Um, it is. So uh, Nick closed the window. So you guys that, ain't going to hear any more yeah, emergency sounds. This is an auditory medium, you fool. Um, is it a Hulu original, though? I mean, yeah. Like, nothing is, like some things are actual Netflix originals and stuff. And some things were just bought by Netflix, but if it comes out on Hulu and it says is Hulu it original on it, it, it's called a Hulu original. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, it wasn't produced by them or anything. It was right. just after the fact they, they distributed just bought it for a bunch of They're money. distributors. Like a 24 is a distributor as yeah. well. Um, but they, they do more of the production. A lot of money. Yeah. One of the, one of the more, one of the higher grossing 
Sundance films. Which I could see because when people, I mean, it's it's a really good crowd pleaser. And I think I'll get into it in rewatchability. But like, I do think like it will have a certain legacy of being like, hey, this is one of those movies you should just watch on on Hulu. It's one that I'll recommend to a lot of people. I don't think it adds too much to the whole like Groundhog Day story. Um, I also don't really think there's anything that's going to age poorly. I think it's like pretty no. safe, like political correctness wise. Um, which is just a dumb unless term. yeah unless uh, a bunch of people start getting stuck in time loops yeah i think this is uh, yeah uh, true unless that, we discover you know a quantum loop i i think uh i mean that would suck um i think someone like Kristen miliati is really going to benefit from this movie yeah. like she was re- she was the mother sorry to spoil this for everyone but she's the titular mother and how I met your mother and she was really good. And then she was like side, she had side performances in movies like Wolf of wall street. And yeah. I think she has proven she is a great lead uh, performer um, and she should be in much yeah, more. And I think that'll a be a lasting or, legacy. Yeah. She's <clears throat> yeah. Crowd pleaser. What did you give it for legacy? I gave it a four because the verdict is still out. Like it True, is got good reviews. so great to, it is a blessing to have this movie come out mid fucking global pandemic. pandemic actually it's basically just the united states now and in we're the only ones really suffering at this point um actually there's a lot of people suffering i'm sorry for everyone who's lost a family member yeah um or a loved one it is all right cut the tape a cut the 93 tape. on rotten tomatoes and an 84 on metacritic like that's way higher than groundhog day is it really metacritic I just didn't. I didn't even look it up because I assumed. But Metacritic it was is actually pretty harsh to older comedies, which is that's weird. interesting. It's like because it's an aggregate. It's just like such a nice movie, and I hope that I have recommended it to everyone I know that Same. like watches movies, and I hope you do too, and I hope you go and watch it because it is fun and really nice, and uh, it's about an hour and a half that you'll forget that you're living in hell. Yeah, and I, I think actually a lot of people, like all my friends watched it the first weekend, just like us, and I've had people try to recommend it to me, multiple people, and I'm like, bitch, I watched they that first night. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's just going to be like a highly recommended yeah. movie, and so I, I'm giving I it I regret th- not going to that drive-in and seeing it. Yeah, it would have been really cool the day after 4th of July, uh, which is called the 5th of July. Um Let's uh, we'll talk about legacy for Groundhog Day. Um, so for you, this is where you're giving it the more credit, right? Yeah, I gave it a seven. It's one of the most beloved movies of all time, maybe top hundred ever. Um, it didn't win anything, but it did win a BAFTA for original screenplay. I don't know what BAFTA stands for though. British uh, British Academy Film Theater and Art. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's something like that. Film Theater and apples do you know how fucking racist bafta is no it's how racist is it gabe it's so racist that denzel washington has never ever been nominated for uh an acting award by bafta he's been nominated for like seven awards uh, in the academy awards i mean like regardless of what you think about denzel washington he's an incredible actor and he's been in performances where he was clearly one of the best of the year who thinks ill of denzel i don't know man it, there, BAFTA's had a lot of issues with this. Well, Sorry to all of our British listeners. Well, you know what uh, you did. <clears throat> they seem to like Groundhog Day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is an unmistakably amazing movie that has embedded itself in the psyche of uh, uh, everyone who has seen it. 
It's like a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It spawned the yes. title of the film in Germany is slightly different because they don't have a Groundhog Day because they're smart and they don't listen to uh, large squirrels trying to predict the weather. Um, but the name of the movie in Germany is actually now like a colloquialism. Schlagen. No, no, no. Uh, it's it, it's uh, like the day after the Groundhog or something like that. It, uh, the name of the movie in German is now a colloquialism in Germany. Oh, cool. Meaning um, that things seem very repetitive today. Yeah, like a deja vu type yeah. thing. That's really cool. Like it is, it's embedded in the psyche of the world. Like it's just one of those movies. It has to be a seven in this category. Yeah, I gave it a seven. I obviously I gave it a seven. Um, this is one of the movies I grew up with. This is one of my mom. Hey, mom. Uh, this is one of my mom's favorite movies of all time. I've probably seen it at like I don't know, like thirty times or something. Uh, it feels older. I I will say it does feel older than it is. It came out in the nineties. It does feel like like an eighties movie, but I think it's aged kind of well over time because of Bill Murray. Um, we refer to like time loop movies as groundhog day movies now. And there's been so many, I mean, this is where I would talk about it. Like there's been like Russian doll edge of tomorrow. Um, there, there were like three movies on Netflix that were like romances where they just repeat the same day. Uh, then you get, they're all great (laughs) yeah none of them um it's just an absolute classic for a lot of people um even if you don't rewatch it often like a lot of people just would be like yeah i love groundhog day it's it's in the national film registry um it's Issa ray's favorite comedy that's huge wow uh it made 70 million dollars off a 14.5 million dollar budget that's huge um there's no i don't really think it's gonna age poorly i do think like his behavior with women is not good he has like a baby it's cold outside um scene yeah he really does but i don't think that the movie is trying to play it off like it's okay like animal house and stuff like it has aged so poorly in in its treatment of women but like i don't with this it's like no he's a piece of shit and you not only should you pity him you should also like despise him you really early on yeah he is not a likable person um I just think regardless of how much we love like movies, like I really, really love edge of tomorrow. And and I think Palm Springs is going to be one of my favorite comedies of this decade. I, you know, we're just starting it, but I think this is one of the ones I'll rewatch over and over again. Hmm. We're, I'm still always going to be like groundhog day, you know, started all of this and groundhog day is the movie that we as a society would talk about. Um, so it's a seven, seven out of seven. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to our last category quotability slash rewatchability um with comedies generally a comedy is a little bit better if it's pretty quotable that it can like the quotes of the movie seep into conversations with your friends and over time everyone says they or they say a line and you're automatically know what movie it is um now we have that in the form of gifts but it's the same thing uh <laughs> and the rewatchability i don't think every movie needs to be rewatchable but i think comedies should because you should want to go back to a place of joy um Groundhog Day is tough because I've rewatched it a lot and there are a lot of people who rewatch it and analyze it, like painstakingly analyze it, which I think you mentioned earlier, right? And I don't think it's like, I think there is a generation of people that quote this movie often. I don't think I quote this movie that often, but I do like if someone went, Phil... I would know that it's from this movie. What the heck? Uh, 
I love the some of the quote. Yeah, everything from from Ned Ryerson is like very memorable. Some of the speeches that he gives are really memorable um, when, when he's in front of the camera for yeah. Groundhog Day. I love when he goes, uh, she's like, are you planning on checking out today? He's like, looks like departure is going to be at about 100%. And then the next day he's like, looks like departure is going to be at about 80%. 75. No, 80%. (laughs) And he heads out. um, At sunset, we made love like sea otters. That was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I have that day? Uh, like a lot of people I've heard like adults, like older, I know we're adults now, but I've heard like older people quote that very often. Uh, what do you say? What do you say? He has literally never thanked me. All right. (laughs) See you tomorrow. Maybe. (laughs) You know that, you know, that kid is in the hospital in this, in the scene where he, um, where he is unable to save the uh, homeless man. Oh, the kid's back in. The oh, kid and is he's in the like, back in the with a, like, a cast. That's funny. Like rolling around. Yeah, I was wondering. Oh, I'm glad that that's in there because yeah. I thought the kid maybe died every day until he started no, catching. No, he just breaks his leg. And the no, other he, guy might have died. He falls. Mayor. He gets hit by a car, and then he falls in love with the man who hit him with the car's daughter. Yeah, right. we had a we had a we laughed pretty hard when. Um, He's doing the piano lessons, and she's like, Phil, is this your first time playing piano? He's like, yes, but my father was a piano mover. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Such a Bill Murray line. It's so good. I love when when he's talking about, he's like, I want so many kids. He's like going overboard with her on the dates, which we didn't even talk about. The sequence where he's he has to keep redoing the date. Every time he even slightly messes Such up to make it a perfect a one. Psycho. Dude. He's a psycho, but I Bill Simmons kind of explained it well where he's like, Have you ever wondered what it would take to have the absolute perfect date? And you'd have to like go through all this. But yeah. it is the editing comedy wise is really funny once it starts being like, Oh, I made one little mistake and then all of a sudden the scene repeats and yeah. it, it's a good piece of comedy. But there's that one part where he's going, she says she wants kids and he says, I don't want them. And then in the next date, he's like, go, he's like, I want uh, so many kids. I want to adopt kids. And then the kids start throwing snowballs at him. And, <laughs> and he goes, ha, 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 are any of you adoptable? Barely his like wigging out in that is because they were pelting him. Harold Ramis was like, throw him as hard as you can, children. And he was throwing him as hard as he could too back at them. I don't know. What do you think about quotability slash rewatchability? So I don't know how like monstrously quotable Groundhog Day is. Like there aren't any quotes that have like seeped into the the like collective vernacular. Um but it is endlessly rewatchable like as soon as we finished it this because this is the first time i've seen it because i'm stupid um i immediately was like damn it i need to see this again like now yeah like even today i was like should i just watch it i probably would have been more productive today if i had because i didn't do anything today but if you had watched it if i had i would have been more productive because then i could at least say i watched this twice Um, i've seen it a lot it's like there has so many details. There's so much nuance to Groundhog Day. It's been like embraced by like at least three different religions. Um, like it's just like, even if it's not ultra quotable, it still has to be a seven for me. Yeah, and I think like for a lot of people, it's quotable. Um, it, I think it's just quotable for people older than us. 
um, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people say some of the quotes like it's pitiful or whatever. Um, he, it, it's, it's just really brought up by him. So I think like that I rewatch it now because I'm wondering how long he's in the loop. Right, and then there's that whole aspect. I mean, Harold Ramis says it's only ten years. I he, he said masters that at first, piano. and then he changed his answer because he heard everyone else. There are about. three different like major website like researchers that like break down that have how bro- long. broken down, and one it ranges anywhere from like twelve to thirty five years. Well, yeah, I mean, it has to be a lot when I think about it because we were watching the scene where he's in the diner and he's taking her around to like introduce her to every single person in there to prove that he knows everything he would have had to spend a full day for each of them and he would have had to do that multiple times to be able to remember everything about them. yeah and he would have had to uh, times out everything he would have had to have had multiple days before that where he was like what am i gonna do and then had the idea oh i'll just spend the next two months learning the names of every single person in this diner right and spending one full day with each of them right which is just like an insane thing to do. But yeah, he's in there for, I, I mean, it's, it has to be at least like 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was thinking it's more like 50, uh, 50 plus years because of like how he masters the piano and everything. But I, I mean, that's the thing. You could keep rewatching this movie and now it has that edge to it. It's like, like how I now rewatch Ferris Bueller thinking about like the what if Ferris is in Cameron's head. And it's fascinating to rewatch the movie thinking that. It's not true, but it works. <laughs> it's um, awesome, though. <laughs> I'm gonna give it a six. Uh weird. What? I just I just don't think like I I I it's tough with a lot of these kind of comedies about rewatching and quotability and it hasn't seeped into my conversations and we've done other comedies where i'm like i quote these comedies we did awesome powers mcgruber and stepbrothers i've quoted those like almost and super i I had to give it the rewatchable thing but you know yeah i mean that's the six is actually the rewatchable level you're i actually wanted to give it a four you're hypocrite all of you Um, what i want to give it a four in terms of quotability but rewatchability it's like a seven for me six or seven so i brought down um yeah, well, you never even seen it, you dummy. Um, let's go on to Palm Springs uh, quotability slash rewatchability. I I think this is gonna end up being a pretty quotable movie once everyone rewatches it, because I I just rewatched it like a week after we had seen it, because um, it just came out a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it came out on the ninth. July yeah. 9th, 2020. I've, I love the part where he's like, I thought I smelled you, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Roy. Like, I, I would say that often. I love when when she comes in uh, one of the first times and his girlfriend's like, oh my God, are you cheating on me? And he goes, no, no you goof. <laughs> you're, you're cheating, cheating on me. me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. is She is so good in that. Uh, she's great in that scene, uh, yeah. Meredith Agner. Um I love, there's this one guy I pointed out to Nick named Connor O'Malley who has these, this absurd Instagram page. He, he just does really wacky shit. Yeah. But he, if you rewatch the movie, he is like, he goes to 100 multiple times in the movie when the earthquake happens at the wedding and everyone has to like hold him because I think he's a military vet or whatever. He's like, no, no, I should have never left the Great Lakes. You brought me to a place of hell or something. Uh Oh, yeah. I, one thing that I think will get quoted <laughs> a lot is how many times they say Misty's boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, 
Misty's boyfriend. And then Tyler Hecklin Hecklin or whatever is uh he's like, You in on this, Misty's boyfriend? All right, Misty's boyfriend is asleep. He's not in <laughs> on the line of coke. We're already sick of each other. It's the best. Yeah. Uh, just That's uh, a good line. That is a really good line. Um it is uh, I think it's evenly quotable and rewatchable, and I gave it a five. Yeah. It's just so fun and so short, and it's like, again, I can't stress this enough, just such a great movie to just be able to watch now that's new and was like a, a nice little like uh, a glint of, of happiness Yeah, in the midst of a dark, dark time. I wonder if people are going to... That's good. I I wonder if people are going to quote the last thing that he says, where he's like, "She's like, that's more than one sentence," and he goes, oh, "Comma," and yeah. then moves on. But he even says ampersand at one point, and then when he gets to the end, he's like, "Emphatic period." She's like, "That was a grammatical nightmare." An emphatic period is just an exclamation point. He's yeah. like, "I didn't want to sound desperate." <laughs> which is so good that's a great line i i love when they're in the pool and he's explaining how he has a dog and she's like you have a dog what kind of dog is it he's like he's one of them shaggy dogs she's like he's one of them shaggy dogs (laughs) uh come on let's see if we blow up and die she i just think i'm gonna i've already re I, this movie came out on the ninth i've already rewatched it i could see this being one well, of those rewatched ones that, it because we do a podcast about watching movies yeah but i can already like i've rewatched the movie take me home tonight like 15 it 15 is way times. better than that movie no but like i that's a really rewatchable movie to me i love rewatching that i think i'm gonna end up rewatching this a lot six all right i think i'm gonna end up quoting it a lot too all right so that brings us to the end. Did you add mine up? Because I didn't. I did, dude. I'm not an idiot. What do you think I've been doing this You're whole time? You're pretty freaking stupid, dude. Um, I actually do appear to have left one thing off of this. <clears throat> oh, that's d- obvious. There we go. I gave way higher ratings than you for Palm Springs, which I was surprised by. That was very surprising. Um... Sixty-one to fifty-one. Which went one? Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day wins sixty-one out of seventy-five to fifty-one out of seventy-five. That's pretty good for comedies. Uh, Fifty-one yeah. is a little low, but I think like Palm Springs might just like increase over well, time. Well, it's Legacy. You you yeah, gave it, it a out. below average rating for Legacy. Yeah, I just to. don't know. Yeah, should have a high legacy. All right, what are we gonna do first? Let us Bill before, Murray. Movies? So we're gonna do accolades right now, and normally we just like break down some awards, and we can give those out pretty quickly if you want, or we can break down our f- top five favorite Bill Murray movies. Uh, um, and let's then do the we, MV, let's do the accolades. Okay. Then we'll do the uh, movies. Who won these movies? The MVP. Yeah, I mean, if it had to go to one person, I'd give it to Bill Murray because he carries his own movie. Yeah, but the MVP is really just like time loop movies because there are a lot of them and they're all like pretty fun. Yeah, I think it has to go Murray here though. Yeah, yeah. Same. I almost want to give it to Harold Ramis. I thought it was like a really good comedy directing job. Um, he has a crazy legacy. Who's the LVP? LVP. I mean, the 
uh, the sister of Sarah in Palm Springs. Oh my God. Yeah. They don't even settle that in the end. Like, I, I mean, maybe she'll get to it at some point, but like her husband's a f- piece of dirt. Yeah. Abe sucks. Yeah. And she seems like a nice lady. Yeah. She's a, a, a cool actress too. She's in a lot of the, like interviews about the show. Um, and she's fun. She's That's like weird. from Riverdale and stuff. Um, because she's what about, like barely in it. What about your all-star team? Like pick five performances. Easy. Yeah, Murray, Sandberg, Miliotti, Simmons, and I put Chris Elliott. Murray, uh, Sandberg, Miliotti, Simmons, and then Connor O'Malley. Weird. And I'm also going to give six man, the person who did the most of the least to Connor O'Malley. Wait, screw Chris Elliott. I'm giving it to Phil the Groundhog. Did you know he bit- that they raised a family of groundhogs yeah. just for the movie Groundhog Day? Do you know Day? that Bill Murray got bit twice by the twice. groundhog? Yeah, he had to get uh, shot. Rabies shot. He had to yeah. get a rabies booster. That's pretty sick. I want a rabies booster. Dude. Um, Boost up my rabies levels. Where are they now? All the groundhogs that they raised for Groundhog Day. Dead. The answer's dead. Eaten. We ate them all. We ate... We ate- Edible. I mean, eatable. I mean, you could literally eat all the groundhogs in the world. Groundhog. Um, uh, we had groundhog tacos. Right do before. you have a six man person who did the most of the least? Uh, Ned Ryerson. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm going to give it to him, too. Uh, he's so before? great. I, I Connor O'Malley, because he's really What's in your so little. For this guy, dude? dude, he's so funny in this movie. Rewatch, when you rewatch it, you'll notice how absolutely ridiculous he is. Dude. When he's like, can we call the cops? I don't feel safe around this guy. Yeah, that, he has like such a great, great scene later too. He says something to her. He's like, not, not until you get drunk or whatever. And she's like, you can't say that to me, guy. He's like, fuck you. And then does like the little dance with his shoulder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, do you have a comeback player of the year? Someone... Performance that grew on you? Andy McDowell. Like, she's fine by the end of this movie, but at the beginning, I was like, what is her deal with that accent? I actually think it's like J.K. Simmons because of the way that they present him. He's so funny at first and, like, evil, but they really, like, give him depth when you go to Irvine. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And then he shoots him in the garbage can with the bow and Uh, uh, I have a small pet peeve, by the can way. Can you go? You're freaking out my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like dude, I, got, I think you gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's like, can you just draw, kill me? She's gonna draw me later. Hey, hey, can a, you just I'm kill a, me one last time? Bear. Uh, he's And he just like gets silent and he goes, you know, just like to beat the traffic, it's a long way back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, all right. Do we uh let's get into our top five Bill Murray movies. All right, I was trying to find the text I sent you with my list. So, I'm just so admittedly, Nick has not seen a lot of Bill Murray movies. Where yeah. he's st- where he's the star. Yes. But you've I mean, seen a I've lot where he's been movies with Bill Murray in yeah. them. So you can count we those. are not counting those. Are we counting? No, you those? could count he has to be a big enough character. He can't be like like Space Jam is not really a Bill Murray movie. Okay, well my number one was Space Jam, so that's not even a good movie. <laughs> Have you rewatched Space Jam? It is a bad movie. No, of course it's a bad movie. Yeah, but it wouldn't be number one, right? There is a great part with Bill Murray in Space Jam after Michael Jordan goes down the the like the hole. Yeah, the where golf he's hole like. Or whatever. No, no, I guess it's yeah, it's 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 Bill Murray and uh, um, Newman from from uh, what's that guy's name? Seinfeld. <sighs> It's gonna kill me, dude. I, and they're both I like forget his name. Uh, Mike. 
Yeah, Mike, whenever you're um whenever you're ready, man. Yeah, whenever you're ready to come back up, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple I don't That is a pretty funny scene. All uh, right. Why don't right. you give uh any order you want? Let's do the Saturday Night Live count as a movie, because it's not. No, I think you could count that because like he carried after Chevy Chase left, like he carried SNL he was for huge two on seasons. SNL. He yeah. was on he was like in every sketch. Yeah. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Caddyshack, Ghostbusters, SNL, Space Jam every time he shows up on a Jumbotron at Wrigley uh, Wrigley Field. It is pretty funny when he does. Or shows up at a party. Awesome. Uh, yeah, or like crashes a Chicago wedding or, or something. Crashes a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, he's crazy. All of those appearances. I want to golf every with movie him. He's in. Uh, all right, I go, and I know you hate this, but just fuck yourself, okay? My number one is Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Hate that movie. You haven't rewatched it. I've it's, seen it twice. It is like so it. good. He's but he is incredible in that Hands movie. Hands down, least favorite Wes Anderson movie. If I could, what are you talking about? I, you like Bottle favorite. Rocket more than that movie? I don't know that I've seen Bottle Rocket. You like Darjeeling Limited more than that movie? Yes. That's that is hoo ha. That is hoo ha. Okay. <laughs> uh, my number one is Life Aquatic. It's my third favorite movie of all time. Uh, Groundhog Day number two. So it's up there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What about Bob? Amazing. Like Bill Murray yeah. performance wise, he's just off the rails in that movie and so awesome. Uh Lost in Translation, probably his best acting. Uh and then Rushmore, second best nice, acting. Yeah. He's great in Rushmore. I mean I also have like I want to give honorable mentions. If you guys haven't seen these, Scrooged is amazing. Kingpin is amazing. Scrooge is really good. I've Have you seen, seen Kingpin? No, I haven't seen Kingpin. You you would love Kingpin. Uh it's him and Randy I loved Quaid. Scrooge when I was a, a kid. Yeah, Scrooge is great. And Woody Harrelson, I think, is in Kingpin. Uh, Ghostbusters, obviously. Broken Flowers is really good. Stripes, Caddyshack, and Charlie's Angels. He's great as Bosley and Charlie's Angels. That's funny. I, um, yeah, if I had to make a serious list, it would be, uh, let's do, let's go Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, Rushmore, and I am blanking on what I put as number five. Scrooged? Scrooged. Nice. That's, That's a great list. Yeah, Rushmore is so good. I, I love that movie, and he's great in it. All right, without jinxing ourselves, how long do you think you can make it in a time loop? Depends on the day. Okay, so do good day and bad. I actually, would, I was saying this to Nick, I would rather be stuck in a bad day. Like, I had a bad day, and then I was stuck in that. It, like, what happens in Groundhog Day, than a really good day. Like, he says... Oh, I had this amazing time in the uh, Virgin Islands, and I had sex with this woman all night. Like, and we drank a bunch. Uh, you would re- end up making that day not be great yeah. if you start with something good. You can make a bad day into. It's got to be a day where you've got like nothing going on. Like, if I repeated today, for instance. But you could just cancel all your plans. Yeah, I guess. So. Yeah, you'd have no repercussions. Yeah, but then you'd have to like spend time canceling stuff. Yeah, you look like Ben Winshaw right now. The guy who plays Q in uh, the new James Bond movies. Why? Because your hair and your glasses. Oh. It looks funny. He looks like Ben Winshaw. Google Ben Winshaw. You'll notice that oh, Nick yeah, looks exactly totally. like him. Oh, look at that. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, there's a mirror right next to All right, to how me. many days? In a bad day. In a bad day? Like a cold day. What do you mean? The how many days would I last? I don't have a choice. No, I know, but like, how long do you think you would go before you would fully crack? I mean, I realistically, I would crack at two days. 
But yeah, which is what Bill Murray kind of does. It's where he's like, I'm not living by their he, rules. He punches Ned Ryerson on like the third day. Yeah. And then he goes, he does the I'm not living by any rules on like the fourth day. Yeah. He loses it in less than a week. Chris Miliotti also loses it super quickly. Yeah, that's true. Because it, it would be quite jarring. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. Like a month. Yeah, same. I don't think I can go past a month. After a month, the novelty would wear off and I'd be like, what the... I couldn't do it. I'm like, I I need new. This is why I watch so many movies and stuff. Like, I need new ideas and shit in my life, new forms of entertainment. I guess I could watch just so many movies during that. Watch every Every single movie ever made. Yeah. Nosferatu. You'd watch it. I would drink a lot because you would never get a hangover. Yeah, it in both of these movies that there's no hangovers. Well, you can't because your brain regenerates the next day. I wonder if Bill Murray. Because they talk about this in the rewatchables. I know we should probably end our podcast, but... No, no, keep going. Do you... He probably tried to stay up until 6.01, and then I wonder if he just, like, woke up. Yeah. And was like, damn it, I don't even need to sleep! And then maybe that's how he learned how to play piano. Oh, true. He just learned that he didn't have to sleep. He feels fully rested. You fo- the next do you day. wake up fully rested? That's a really good point. I never noticed. It I appears that Andy Samberg does because he just drinks all the time. But yeah. then the next day he's still able to do stuff. Well, he wouldn't be able to do it. It's funny because Andy Samberg's thing is more like I decided I'm not even going to like let anything bother me. Yeah. It's not even like I'm just going to. He, he's not at Phil's level where Phil's like, I'm going to eat all this and live my life. Andy Samberg's more like, I'm so defeated from this. It's so much better to just be peaceful about it. Like, yeah. free love, baby. Um, <laughs> these are Ew. fantastic mushrooms. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, do you have any recommendations of things people should watch? Oof. Uh, we're running out of time. Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore I, is oh, great. I, I highly recommend it. I think you should finish it. Um, Russian Doll is a really good show. Yeah, and, okay. I'm telling you. it. I didn't like the first Natasha episode. Leon? Yeah, I didn't like the first episode. I don't like her. Oh. It gets really good, and it there, another person is in the loop with her at some point, and that's it. Like I'm not, I have to tell you that to get you into it because okay. it, it becomes great when that person's in it. Um, you can follow us on social media. Pew, 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 pew. We are on Instagram, Instagram.com/slash Facing Off Pod. Oh yeah, just look up Facing Off and you'll find us. Uh, you could also find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. Are you looking up celebrity news? Are you looking up all the horrible stuff that's going on in the world? Why don't you follow us on Twitter and get to know the real us? Uh, twitter.com slash facingoffpod. One more time. Uh, and send us emails. We didn't get an email. That's okay. It was a weird week. I didn't really ask for any emails. But uh, send us emails. Let us know what you think. Like, how you broke down these movies if you think Groundhog Day is just a pile of garbage and you didn't understand the hype let us know and we will find you and berate you and kill you Uh, no we won't do that but send us an email facingoffpodcast at gmail.com Nick do you and next week we're gonna do a special episode uh, with my buddies Carter and Clay haven't figured out what it's either going to be Ex Machina versus Splice or Whiplash versus Black Swan or Dealer's Choice. Uh, that doesn't apply. Nick, do you have a send-off? Yeah. Um, the poem that Bill Murray re- er, uh, recites. Yeah, go ahead. It. Do it. The poem he recites in French translates to English as a very beautiful little poem, at least the snippet that he says. 
Uh, it's also very relevant to the movie. The girl that I will love will be like a fine wine that will become better a bit every morning. I should have never left the Great Lakes! This place is a nightmare! 